1: Alright, yo, 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 welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we get set three days after Thanksgiving, as we get set to look at the rest of the games, 13 games on tap for the rest of the week. Well, today we're going to cover all of them, even Monday's uh, game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that Sunday morning tradition that continues, and Lord knows when it will end. However, we are here to get set to talk about those games. There's a lot of things going on in the NFL. As I went 1-2 and two yesterday, Tarvin and uh, Cuervo both went 2-1 and one. I the Lions beat me in the first quarter. Two turnovers in the first five minutes of that game, and they, they made it a game at the end. But that being said, of course, that's the name of this show. Lions let down Sonny Clark on the first game. Then the Chargers, which is the game I picked correct against the Dallas Cowboys. They got the victory, um, and then Washington and the Giants, you know, I fell for the little hype. There wasn't a lot of hype, but I thought maybe the Giants would go and upset the Washington Redskins, but that is not the way it happened. So, that having been said, that's the name of the show. Let's start off and let's talk about the standings until we get Cuervo and Tarvin in and talk about where everything lies. This is an important week in the NFL. Let's start in the AFC East where the New England Patriots they're 8 and 2 on the season followed by Buffalo at 5 and 5, Miami 4 and 6 and 4 and 6 for the Jets. If you listen to the show on Thanksgiving, I put a fork in Buffalo, Miami, and New York. I put my fork in them. The couch potato plastic fork stabs them right in the heart. They're done. Then over in the AFC North, a very interesting division in football. However, Pittsburgh, 8-2, and two, really in control of that division. Then it's Baltimore at 5-5, five and 4-6, five, and six, and Cincinnati 0-10. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Come on, Cleveland. This is disgusting. But Baltimore, are they, I mean, this is a football team that can't seem to figure out how to get their heads on straight on Sunday. I haven't put the couch potato plastic fork in them, but Cincinnati and Cleveland, I have. I don't know why. I should just go ahead and stab the Ravens in the heart um, in reality, because the AFC the way that it worked is working. I don't see how they can, but you can't count them out. But in the South, AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars, my Jaguars, seven and three. They take on Arizona this week in Arizona. Almost tempted to get on a plane to go over there and catch that game, span a little bit with my dad, uh, but we're doing that in the holiday, so I chose not to. Seven and three Jaguars. Tennessee, six and a four. I put a fork in Houston and Indianapolis. Houston, four and six. Indianapolis, three and seven. In the West, man, the wild, wild, wild West. That is the AFC West. Folks, I said it before the game, and I'm glad I did. The Chargers are going to win this division. Right now, the Chargers are in second place. Kansas City are six and four. The Los Angeles uh, uh, Chargers, I, I, I still have a hard time saying Los Angeles, uh, San Diego Superchargers, Los Angeles Superchargers, 5-6 and six on the season. Then the Oakland Raiders at 4-6, and six, I had to put a fork in them. They are my Super Bowl picks, and I have to put a fork in them. They don't even look close to what even, not myself as well, some of the other experts were expecting from them as well. So they're gone, and the Denver Broncos 3-7 and god awful. So really when you look at it, one team's going to win the West, and I think it's going to be Los Angeles, which means Kansas City will be fighting for a uh, wild card. And then in the South, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Whoever wins this division, the other team will be fighting for a wild card. Will Baltimore be fighting for the wild card? Because Pittsburgh's going to win this division, no problem. New England's going to win this division. Buffalo's going to lose today. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, But, you know... And, Pitt, and Baltimore, they got to win football games if they're going to stay in. So that having been said, let's took a, take a look at the NFC East as the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football by record, nine and one, and they they look good. Let's just be honest; they look good. Dallas, five and six, I put a fork in them. They're done. One more game, they're done. Nine and seven's not going to make it in the playoffs, and I think they lose two more before the end of the season. So put a fork in them. Minnesota are in, uh, in the north. Minnesota nine and two, good football team. Case Kingdom, great game manager, and that's what you need when you don't have Teddy Bridgewater. Then Detroit at six and five, they should have won that game on Thanksgiving. That one almost put a fork in them. Folks, because that one, that one right there is going to be one that ends up hurting them later on. You watch; they'll look back up on the season, and go that Thanksgiving Day game where we let those two turnovers in the first five minutes of the game. That's going to kill them. Green Bay, stick a fork in them; they're done. And I, you watch; they might bring Aaron Rodgers too back too quickly. So watch out for that. In Chicago, of course, gas yeah, Thick Fork in them at 3-7. New Orleans, 8-2, Carolina, 7-3 in the South. Those two. And Atlanta wants to battle in and try to make the playoffs as well. This could be the first time we've seen the NFC have three teams in one division make the playoffs because of the way it's ending. Because if Detroit falters... And Seattle falters. You watch Atlanta might be able to sneak into the playoffs behind New Orleans and Carolina. But right now, New Orleans eight and two, quiet. Well, not really anymore. Eight game winning streak. Boom on the line today, and they are in. Los Angeles to take on the Rams today. Carolina seven and three. Interesting game that they got going on today as they got a tough one, I think. Because when I was looking at this, the Jets playing in New York, that's a tough game. Tampa Bay, stick a fork in them. They're at six. Los Angeles Rams, seven three. You know, right now on top in the West. Seattle. I you know what? I, I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick a fork in them. I don't think they make the playoffs, so I, I'm touching the skin with Seattle, 6-4. and four. The Arizona Cardinals, 4-6 and in the 1-9 and nine, San Francisco 49ers. So that's where we are here today on the Couch Potato Sports Show as far as the standings in the NFL. And we just keep on watching. So we don't have Cuervo, but there's a lot of some uh, other news that is going on in the NFL. And we're going to get to the news before we start talking about the games that are happening here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So let's get to some of the news and some of the most overrated news that happened this week. Yes, and I said it. You heard it. Darrell Revis signs with the Chiefs. I, this And I know they got problems in the secondary. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not too blind to see that they're having problems in the secondary. But who cares about Darrell Rivas right now? If this guy was any good, he would have been on an NFL football team. So far, obviously not on the field this season. Good time for him to come in because maybe he can hold off and not get hurt again. Revis Island has closed its gates. Boy, I'm glad that didn't take long. I hate I hate guys who get their own little nickname for them. I it, it's just so arrogant. It just makes me sick. That having been said, I, I've never doubted Jarrell Revis's talent out on the football field. He may even play today against Buffalo. Why not? I mean, I mean, come on. Buffalo on the offensive side of the ball is not offering anything that anybody should be afraid of. So that's something to keep in mind. But I will tell you right now, the Chiefs right now, they're entering the, this game. They're ranked 28th in the pass defense in the league. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're giving up more than 250 yards a game. That includes 417 yards against Oakland's Derek Carr a couple of weeks ago. So it, they got to do something about the, the blood that's coming out of that wound because that is a big – now, signing of it, not necessarily a bad thing. Listen, I, I don't expect a lot. I don't expect a lot from a guy who wasn't out on the football field week, number one. Number one, the guy's probably not in shape, so I'll go that route. I don't even care what his off-season regimen is or what he's been doing. Listen, y- you are not football ready until you're on the football field. I don't care who you are. Only place that that really gets away is, is if you're a damn good quarterback. So, I'm not, I'm not impressed. With Terrell Reeves signing, I, I it, like I said, couldn't be any worse. I mean, at one point this guy was the best corner in the game, and I won't I won't deny him the, that, so he can feel good about it. Some other news going on today in the NFL: Blaine Gabbert goes up against his Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that he used to play, and uh, as they have the situation over there with Carson Palmer in Arizona not taking the field with because of injury. Blaine Gabbard, as bad as he is, is going to take on his old team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and team that gave up on him, which rightfully so, by the way. I've been reading articles about, you know, how the Jaguars gave up on him. How, how many years do they got to put up with Blaine Gabbard being less than pedestrian out on the football field before you give him his walking papers? So, that's going to happen in Arizona. So, that should be an interesting one. By the way, I, I, I heard this news. You know, Brady's got an Achilles tendon injury. That's really interesting. I didn't necessarily know about it. Evidently, has been playing with it for a while. So, now that he's playing with an injury here... You know, and but he's played all ten games this year. He has yet to miss a game because of this injury. He's thrown for thirty one hundred forty six yards and twenty two touchdowns compared to only two interceptions. It's like the guy hasn't. I mean, guys around him are going down. Rod Grodkowski, he's six. Chris Hogan got a shoulder. David Andrews with the illness. Uh, Cannon with an ankle. Patrick Chung with an ankle. They all miss practice on Wednesday. Tom Brady was there. The, guy, the guy's monster. You can say whatever you want about him. Uh, he is the goat. And if you want to argue, and, and I love my dad, I love my dad. But Bart Starr's not close. And it, it, we we can talk about it all day long about how great he is. And I I will say. I mean, you you can even look at Peyton Manning. Okay, if you want to look at Peyton Manning, and uh, who's better? There's no doubt in my mind that Tom Brady is better than Peyton Manning has ever been. And I will I will tell you something else. Peyton Manning, I, I think, has probably probably number three on my list. I know, I know that is going to offend some, but I think Johnny Unitas is ahead of him, and that's the other guy my dad might have thought was better than Tom Brady, Johnny U. So I got Tom Brady, then two Indianapolis, uh, two Colt quarterbacks, Johnny Unitas, then Peyton Manning. Before I go that route, but number one, two, and three. Looking pretty good. Peyton Manning being third best overall. I mean, that's nothing to be embarrassed about. Bills are going back to Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, after that debacle, five inner. Exception five. After the first one, you got to think about it. Second one, well, you know he's a third one. Yeah, you know he's having a tough time. Fourth one, yeah, uh, yeah, let's just keep him in there. And then they throw five, and then they're out of the game within the first three, four minutes of the football game. Please spare me. I mean, where's the coaching in Buffalo? That's why they need to get rid of them. And, and I'm going to tell you straight out. That whole situation, that is a good football team that has gone to hell in the hand basket because of the hiring of the wrong coach. I'm just telling you. Bad, bad pickup at the, at the, at the coaching position. Done. Falcons, Freeman might miss this game. They can't afford that. The Atlanta Falcons need to get a victory here today, and they need to. By the way, Lions pick up Dwight Freeney off of waivers after he was waived from the Seattle Seahawks. Watch out for that. Also, rookie running back uh, Foreman for the Texans. He's been put on injured reserve, and then they got Andre Ellington. What a great pickup. Should have had him anyway. Andre Ellington not being on a football squad is crazy to me. Now, out of the files of living in your own little world, okay, I'm going to put this out here because it's disgusting. I I don't know what it is about Dallas, but you suck, okay, straight out. And you could talk about what is going on here in Dallas right here. My locals over in Rowlett, I know they want my head. But I'm going to tell you straight out. This is not Ezekiel Elliott problem in in Dallas. It's twofold, but it's not Ezekiel Elliott. You had your boy on the offensive line in. So Tyron Smith doing pretty well. So Zeke out, Tyron in. Dak's not playing well, I, you know. I so it's twofold the problem. You get on that defense. Actually, threefold. I've been I've been preaching about it since since Derek Carr and Barry Church, who by the way are better than average. They're pretty damn good. Played out their mind. Went and signed in two different places. One in Baltimore. The other over in Jacksonville. And losing those two guys were critical to this Cowboys team. And that before the season started. Okay, now you can't keep your quarterback on the defensive side of the ball, out on the football field. Please, can we talk? Sean Lee needs to be out on the football field, not there. That's a big-time loss. And you you can talk about Ezekiel Elliott. You can talk about Tyron Smith. You can talk about the fact that Dak Prescott has been figured out. Guess what? Sophomore slump, big surprise. But when, when you don't have Sean Lee out on that football field, that is huge. But here's the thing. We can talk about all of the talent out on the football field, but where's the coaching on this football team? Jason Garrett took over maybe, I, I don't know. It, I mean, I talked about it before. This guy, has, this guy has got stock in ChapStick because every Monday he walks into Jerry Jones' office and says, what flavor would you like me to kiss your ass with today, Jerry? The problem is, is there's no more flavor in the ChapStick anymore. I'm going to tell you right now, there's problems, and this is coaching. If you don't have your guy, Sean Lee, it is the coach's job to coach up the guy who's going to take over his place to be ready. They're not doing it. Bad play calling in the last four minutes of football games have cost this football team three games this season. Never mind the ones that they lost without the personnel. So they have a huge coaching problem. Now, will Jerry's ego get in the way and say, "You oh, know, well, no, okay, we were down this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy." Yes, because Jerry Jones has a love affair for some reason with Jason Garrett. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if this was Jason Garrett in any other football team except maybe the uh, the Bengals, that guy'd be out the door in most places. So the Dallas Cowboys have got a lot of problems. And and it's not solved with Zeke. And and Jerry Jones will put the blame all day long that the fact that it's not Zeke in the lineup. There is some truth to it, but the fact of the matter is, is you're giving up way too much defensively. You're giving up 235 yards in the air on average, and you've been blistered by many other quarterbacks. But, oh, there's no problem in the secondary. That's not the problem here. Zeke. Dak Prescott, running for his life. But that's no problem. There's no Zeke. You can't keep your offensive line healthy. There's no Zeke. It's going to be, it is going to be the the thing that they just lean on. No Zeke, no Zeke. And it's not about Zeke folks. You can say whatever you want. And the coaching decision not to put in Darren McFadden is another problem. How you don't have Darren McFadden in these football games or have him active is sick. You need experience out on the football field. And, Darren McFadden has had the same problem that Sean Lee has had, is injuries, but yet he's healthy. They're not putting him out on the football field. When this guy is healthy, this guy runs the football, and all you got to do is take a look at his stats uh, on game stats. He can run the football, and having that veteran presence out on the football field on the offensive side of the ball has got to be a priority for the Dallas Cowboys, and they're not taking advantage of the priority. It is what it is. It's heartbreaking to watch. And me, I'm a Cowboy realist, not a Cowboy hater. I'm a Seahawk hater. I'm a Dallas Cowboy realist. There's lots of problems here in Dallas. And the expectations each and every year for the Dallas Cowboys, the Super Bowl, from any media people, and I'm telling you, and I tell the media people and all these other ones, you yeah, listen is isn't going to work. Heck, even the biggest Cowboy hater on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, picked the Cowboys to beat the Chargers, but no one's been watching the Chargers for the last three weeks on how well they've been playing. They have put it together. They're going to win the West. Watch the watch the Chargers win the AFC West. Right now, Chiefs, are, they're in disarray. Broncos suck. Oakland is uh, just a a shell of what they were last year. Why? That part, I don't know. I know Derek Carr's been down for a couple games, but you got to get someone in there to win some games. Chargers, healthy Phillip Rivers, they win this division. It's the only reason why I don't think they win this division. And yet, they're one game behind right now. Will Kansas City be able to get the job done against Buffalo? That's going to be huge. That game's in the arrowhead. And we're going to talk about that game. But that is a huge game up on tap today because of where the standings are for Kansas City. Forget Buffalo. They get to play the spoiler for the rest of the season. So watch out for that one. It's going to be interesting how all this is going to play all put together. So those, that's some of the news that is coming out there as far as what's going on in the NFL. Jay Cutler, he's still in concussion protocol. It's going to be Matt Moore, my boy. I know him, good guy. like him a lot. Randy Moss is part of the Hall of Fame semifinalists on that, on that whole situation. Terrell Owens, yet again, is there. But first year eligible, Ray Lewis. Makes me sick. Makes me sick. If this guy gets first ballot Hall of Fame, I am going to puke. Now I haven't had a lot of turkey this year, but I'll puke up the turkey I had on Thursday if if if, if Ray Lewis gets the Hall of Fame on the first or second or third round. It, it's disgusting. Brian Urlacher is in there the first time. Uh, Richard Seymour, uh, Hutchins, and Barber, Rondé. They are all set. Now, four previous eligible members in the playoff, uh, uh, in the semi family, Leroy Butler, Leslie O'Neill, Simeon Rice. I love him. I love him. Former Arizona, guy. I love him. He's not that good, guys. He's not Hall of Fame worthy. Everson Walls, I love him. Very much so. He is on the cusp. I, if he gets in, I wouldn't have any problems with it. So, Tony Baselli in again, Isaac Bruce, uh, Don Coriel, Roger Craig, Brian Dawkins, Alan Fenchera, Terry uh, Holt, Joe Jacoby, Edron James, Jimmy Johnson, Ty Law, John Lynch, Kevin McAway, Carl Mecklenburg, Tara Lowens, and Heinz Ward. Other guys that made it. So it's going to be real interesting to see how it goes. The election for the 2018 class is going to be held on February 3rd, the day before the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. So we'll know about who's going to be there. Two coaches, I think that should be in there. Don Carriel not being in the Hall of Fame is, is a miscarriage of justice. Jimmy Johnson, I'm going to say it. Everybody, get ready for it. Overrated. He, he, he wins two Super Bowls with the, with the Dallas Cowboys and this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, I'm not falling for it just because he's a Dallas Cowboy and they won two championships. Listen, overrated. Two championships get Listen, there's many coaches in there that have won more than two championships that haven't made the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Just because the guy can keep control of a bunch of punks... And didn't do a good job at it anyway. Doesn't in my eyes deserve to be in in the Hall of Fame? And I know that's not a very popular feeling about here. So, but that having been said, we're through the first wor- portion of the show. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk some more news as well as we will talk a little bit about what's going on in the games this week. There's some good ones coming on. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said. It's our Sunday morning tradition, week number 12 of the NFL. We'll be right back. proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast.
2: Ah,
1: It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? i think you need an air conditioning before close. closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-Star HVAC Contractors serving for 24 hours a day days a week, 214 457 Call the experts at 5-Star Hvac Contractors.
3: Outfitters be your home for
1: any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's free printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. You need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imagination Give them a call at 972-412-3440, or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett, or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Clark Radio Voice your at Your Rallad Eagles letting you know about Fit Body Bootcamp. What makes Fit Body Bootcamp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rallad Fit Body Bootcamp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lolling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. This is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. As we are here on our Sunday morning tradition, it is the Couch Potato Sports Show. That being said, as we take you up to the first games of the week well, uh, uh, Sunday, as they are three games, I'm one and two in the first. Part of the week twelve. I'm gonna go ahead and bring in on somebody. Yes, I'm gonna bring him in. I'm giving them. I'm giving them the big intro. It's Baba Gazoo coming to you from Springfield, Illinois. How you doing, Baba Gazoo?
3: Good morning, Sunny. How are you?
1: Doing good. Isn't that a great intro for you? I mean, that's just like perfect. It
3: makes oh, you want nice. to go woo. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's going uh, on this morning? I was just watching Charlotte yesterday morning. I was watching the, uh, uh, catching up on some of the WWE stuff. Charlotte's got the belt again. She got the belt again. 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 Which, which
1: makes me sad because I kind of like Natalia and her little cat her little cat woman thing going on. So I kind of uh-huh, like it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I kind of like her you know. a lot. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> me too. Kind of like, kind of like in love, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, Any so rate. much so I think uh, I could beat up her, 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 husband. So there you go. So what's going yeah. on
3: this fine page. Sunday, week 12 pages, is, pages is back. She's going to get the championship anyway. So
1: oh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see how long she's in the doghouse.
3: Oh. She brought the she brought the uh, she brought the uh, the clan over from the uh, from NXT uh, on Tuesday night. I thought that was kind
2: yeah,
3: of yes, she did. Or it what? It was real neat. Monday. But at any rate, what's the, what what's the uh, what's the scoop on these football games today?
1: Well, I'm about ready to jump into them. They we're about ready to pick them. I Cuervo, I haven't heard. I think he's. He, he's, he's a military man, so he might have got called away without being able to let us because that happens um, on yeah. the show. And Tar- Tarvin not going to be – but I'm about ready to jump in. You want to jump in? You want to talk about the games with me? I can. Okay. Is there any games that you want to cover first?
3: Well, it's the obvious one, and it's the one that's going to be – the one to watch today, I think, is going to be the L.A. Rams and New Orleans Saints. Well, out.
1: I I kind of figured you'd want to me. talk about them, yes. I kind of figured that would be one that you would want to talk about. And it is. It is a. It, hey, this is actually... I think I got a little star next to this one as one to talk about today. Newton, I, you say whatever you want. The uh, Saints, winner of their last eights. The Rams lo- lose a heartbreaker last week. I'm I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But the Rams are a pretty good. They're a pretty good football team. Second year quarterback. What are you looking at in this game?
3: I'm looking at a well. The spread's like one and a half in, in, with the Rams, but. Uh... I don't know that offense over there in New Orleans is tough. (laughs) Tough. I've been. I don't give the games like you guys do because you pay lots of money to watch them. But uh, uh, the games that I do see and the games that I have seen, New Orleans just uh, that quarterback is pretty good. Yep.
1: Definitely. (sighs) And and that game against it's gonna be
3: it's gonna be a field goal game. It ain't gonna be a blowout.
1: Oh yeah Vegas has this less than three for a reason, all right, so that yeah. that 's got to tell you something, and the Saints, by the way, they're eight and two, okay, You look at what happened against the Redskins last week's New Orleans Saints trailed by fifteen points with three minutes left to go, and they won the game now, they have never won a game. Okay, they have never won a game. They've tied a game when they went into the last 3 minutes of a game being down by 14. They are 0 and wow. 223 and 1 going into the last 3 minutes being down by 14 points or more. That was a shocking stat that I saw uh, because yeah. that but it also shows that normally the New Orleans Saints are a team that gets out on you and gets out on you quick and that makes me kind mm. of worry about a young team like the Rams.
3: Well, uh, it's been my experience that the Rams always been a second half team, and I think that's what's going to make the big difference this week. It should because be interesting. They've always, they've always turned on the gas in the second in the second half, and uh, I think that's going to be a I think that's going to be a major determination on how that game's going to turn out. <laughs>
1: well they 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 dropped the game. they had a three uh, four game winning streak going on at the time before uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota decided to go in there with that good defense now that's a big question. You look at the defense that the Vikings were playing. if you believe the experts, the Saints have a damn good defense i 'm not sold. On them by the way I think they give up a little bit too much but having been said if you go by what the experts are saying that defense is for real over in New Orleans I think this is that test today when they get this second year quarterback who's had an outstanding season so far
3: that gots doing pretty darn good too he's uh, he, is, he is he's got two really good receivers and uh, they're going to town too on uh, on their offense so uh, like I said, it's going to be a great game to watch. It's going to be fun, right? Just
1: uh, just to keep you informed on some of the other things that the people are talking about in this game. The Rams, right now, they are uh, the NFC West leading by the way, Rams. I we never have been able to say that for very often, so we thought I thought I throw that in there. They're one of the NFL's best surprises of the year. But here's the they have to rebound because of that game in Minnesota. Oh yeah. And that was a, it's, and it's not the only win. that yeah, and not only that. When you look at it, as far as what that is concerned, it's not. A, it, was, it was a division game. That was a bad game to lose. That was one that they needed to to, to go up on and try to do. But that having been said, that you got to look at a football team that are going now, as far as having the right personnel out on the football field. What I mean about that is that you get the production of some guys that are. Not expected to be the guy, Josh Reynolds, uh, Pri Cooper, Mike Thomas, and Tavon Austin. I mean, the Rams are getting production from these young guys. Now, you expect a little bit more from Tavon Austin than the others I made mention of. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. when you think number one wide receivers, you don't think Tavon Austin, although they have to because that is their only guy. So, now, with the depth that they have, the problem that they have is cornerback. And that's what worries me about the Rams here today in this game. Uh, Their cornerback right now, they are down. They are down two cornerbacks out on the football field that are not going to play this week. However, Troy Hill, who was out last week with a hammy, um, they say he might be able to come back. That's going to be a thing. And Webster with a concussion, and then also Roby Cole. All these guys on the defensive side of the balls need to be out on the football field. And I think the fact that they're not is going to put them in a position where they're going to have a hard time winning this football game today. So when I'm looking at the game, I you know, I want – to pick the Rams because I like what they're bringing to the football field week in week out with the second uh, second year quarterback. But you got Drew Brees on the other side, and Drew Brees knows how to get out in front. And if the oh, Saints man. get out in front in this game this week, this defense is not as great as overrated as I think it is. Can hold this Rams team because of the lack of what's going out on, on the football field. As far as keeping up with the Saints, and I don't think they'll be able to do it. So if Saints get out quick, that it could be a long day for the
3: Rams. Oh man! But I tell you what, it's going to be a long, good game, and it's going to be Rams by field goal. Rams that's by, the field goal. by that, the field goal. Well,
1: that's what you hope. Well, well, hold on. Do you got money on the game? No. No. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> good. No. no. That, that's a good thing. You, you can go ahead and feel good about it. Then you know I'm feeling good as far as that's concerned. By the way, no, just to I've, let you know, I've had my share of that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, just to let you know, as far as the running game is concerned, since Adrian Peterson went to Arizona, um, their running game uh, right now for the Saints has increased up to 112 yards point seven. Compared to the 73 yards a game that they were getting with Adrian Peterson and company, so they've definitely wow. improved their running game since they got rid of one of their big guys over there. So um, that that is really interesting. By the way, the Saints beat the holy hell out of the Rams last week or last year, 49 to 21. Um, so oh, that's yeah, that's something also.
3: <laughs> yeah, it,
1: still thinking
3: about what's going on. So. Yeah, that it should you know, be last entry. year. The Rams weren't a team, though; <laughs> they were getting beat by everybody. So. Well, they're getting, and
1: they just had a coaching problem. In reality, they had the wrong one, and that and that yeah. makes a big difference when you talk about what's going to happen week in and week out. I mean, Fisher was is is a coach that I felt should have been on his way out the door before they went to L.A. Uh, because of his pedestrian work that he's done at the quarterback or the. Uh, head coaching position.
3: I love the young blood on that team. There's a lot of young blood on that team. They got a good future over there. They can keep yep, everybody it- healthy.
1: And, and but they play in a, a division depending on what's going to happen with Seattle. Will they get their heads out of their butts and start playing team football instead of individual football? Will the Arizona Cardinals get a real quarterback again? You know, it, th- those are some of the questions that are coming out of the West, and the 49ers are just a disgusting mess. You can't even think about them being contenders in the NFC West for at least two to three years. So really when you look at where they are, they got to beat the Rams and the Cardinals and the Cardinals, we had the inside scoop. It hasn't even been announced yet, but Cuervo got the inside scoop. Bruce Arians is retiring this year. Nothing's being official about it. Nothing's even hardly even being talked about, but we have the inside scoop on that one. So Arians not being an Arizona Cardinal head coach, Cardinals will be starting all over. That's not good for them. So really if you look at the Rams, they're just gonna probably have to, you know, duke it out with Seattle over in the NFC West.
3: Well, and you know, I've been listening to a lot of uh uh talk shows here lately and they've been talking about the uh the Seattle offense being too old. They need to get some fresh. They need to get some fresh blood over there too. So yeah, after losing
1: some of good. their youth, yes, they lost some of their yeah. youth on the offensive yeah. side, especially on the offensive line. They lost some youth that went to different football teams after they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, the, the chances well, of re...
3: Sherman not being in and and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're a fractured fairy tale right now as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think they make playoffs this year. I think they're in a lot of trouble, so I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah. Well,
3: so, we will see, as they say. So, you're on
1: the, so you were on the Rams, and uh, I am on you know the what? New Orleans And, Orleans and it's
3: only because I, I, like you being a Jags fan, got to root for the home team. See, but here's the
1: difference. I don't, I don't pick the Jags. They, they are bad. They are so overrated this year. You watch first round gone. If they, if they win the division, they'll be able to. But they'll, they'll host a wild card and lose in the wild cards. Just the way it works. But that defense is pretty good. It's not about the offense. It's about the defense for Jacksonville. Yeah, well, they're doing good. Yeah, so be proud of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, they got the best schedule to finish up the season right now. I'll
3: tell you right now. So, yeah, there's a lot of teams. You know, you know, Miami's playing the Patriots today. I feel sorry for them.
1: Yep, that could get <laughs>
3: ugly. Hey, that, that could get oh, real but I mean, here's the real <laughs> qu- but here's
1: the real question is how long will brady play because his achilles has been getting a problems the last 3 weeks so that's a that's a good question on that one so something to keep a couple our eye touchdowns on too.
3: in the first half in the first half and he can, he can sit him down that's what i would game. do i
1: i wouldn't put him out there if i had the game or winning or losing i wouldn't have him out there if you see you're not going to win the game don't put don't put him out there he's not worth the rest it's,
3: it's i mean not, you're going to exactly make the playoffs that. Yeah, they're already in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs?
1: Yeah.
3: Playoffs?
1: <laughs> playoffs? But, yeah. the Patriots are the playoffs?
2: Yeah. They're a playoff
1: team. Amazing, isn't it? So there you go. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I'm on New Orleans, you are on there, and I haven't got an update on where Cuervo is, he hasn't sent me in his picks, again, that tells me he's on assignment, Uh, but that having been said, that's uh, that's the first game, is there any other game you want to cover here today?
3: What's the uh, Titans doing today?
1: Well, the Titans, that was another one. I got the little asterisk. Hey, folks, and we didn't call each other and talk about this beforehand. This was another one I have the little asterisk next to, which means it's going to be an important game. Yeah, I I like this game. It's Tennessee and... Indianapolis now i'm not excited about Indianapolis don't get me wrong Indianapolis is three and seven this game is in Indianapolis the Titans the reason why it's an important game is where the Titans are in the south to try to keep up with the Jacksonville Jaguars in the south that's going to be the big question so um, they're both six and four so the Jaguars. They have the Arizona Cardinals this week. The Indianapolis Colts have the Tennessee Titans. So, but it's on the road. And the reason why I'm watching this one is more in the fact who's going to be in the driver's seat in the in in the AFC South, because I don't expect both of them to win. So I think there's going to be uh, an upset, whether it's the Arizona Cardinals beating the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Indianapolis Colts beating the Tennessee Titans. That part I don't know. I'm on the Titans because they've been playing good ball. They've been playing, you mm-hmm. know, six and four. They lost last week. but I, And I'm not saying that the Colts are a good football team, but they're the kind of teams that you, they're that thorn in your side. And if you don't play yeah, 100% and play that. really well, they will sneak up and beat your butt by accident.
3: Uh-huh. Exactly. And, you know, of course, you know, like you say, they're they're – they're not contenders, but they are a hindrance, if anything. And exactly, they're
1: that thorn in the side that gives you the headache that you don't want to go on. Now, we're talking about Tennessee. The Tennessee again, they're six and four. Um, they haven't beaten the Colts On the road since 2007 But this is, a, this is a different football team More so than anything else So that was back in the Vince Young And Kerry Collins days So th- those, those days are gone I hate looking at history But a lot of people say history means a lot No it don't when, it, it, when it's in the NFL it's week to week That's how much history you need to keep your track of That having been said It is the Indianapolis Colts not playing well Three and seven so um, You know who loves been... history
3: the most? You know who Media. Loves history more than anyone? Well they they that's all they talk about. Terry Bradshaw. Oh, Dan Marino, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. uh, oh my god,
1: come on. The ones with the backs on, that on. you know, they
3: can hardly walk. It was a different it was a different way to play the game back then. Absolutely. They would not hey. hesitate to tear your head off. Back when the Bradshaw was playing, absolutely, absolutely, twice. and concussion—they don't even know what that word means.
1: Back in the day, <laughs> they didn't Perry know what
3: In my opinion,
1: is still got a concussion.
2: <laughs> He's still
1: in the concussion protocol right now after 25 yes. years of being out of the NFL. <laughs> He is still in the <laughs> protocol. Although he is a funny oh. dude. I, I do I do enjoy listening to him sometimes. Um but uh, it you know this game here, the Indianapolis Colts, you know, they get Jacoby Brissett. Uh he spent a little bit of time behind Sean Brady. Uh, you yeah. wouldn't know it. Um, you know, as he this is gonna be his tenth start um for him. but, you know, his passer rating, eighty six point seven, that's the thing that is really a problem. He's got nine touchdowns to five interceptions. Uh, and, but here's the thing that really worries me about the Colts in this one. This is the one that I'm I'm actually going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to pick the upset. I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts, and here's the reason why. The Brissette using his legs. Once those teams realize that this is a passing play, all right, I don't trust the Tennessee Titans to keep track of Brissett, and I expect him to have a big game on the ground today from the running back position, and that's going to screw up everything that's coming their way from the Titans. Uh, so I, I don't know if
3: they're ready for it, and
1: that's going to be the problem I think here today.
3: Well, I just got summoned, son. You're gonna to have to. You're gonna to have to finish this out alone.
1: Absolutely, no problem. My they are all set. So, you, you, you want to pick this game?
3: Tennessee,
1: Tennessee. All right. So he's on board with the Tennessee Titans. And this, like I said, yeah. and we'll talk at you. We'll we'll talk at you later. Now, that having been said, that's the name of this show. This is a game that really, really worries me. When I looked at it and was talking, it, you know. And I know who's on the other side. Don't get me wrong. Sonny Clark knows who the defensive coordinator is for the Tennessee Titans. I get it. I completely understand it. He's a guy that was the defensive coordinator for years and years for Pittsburgh. I get it. But I am worried about the situation as far as Tennessee is concerned. I'm worried about them because I don't know if they can win the games that they have to. And that's what scares me. Now, that having been said, the passing game for the Colts, T.Y. Hilton, 36 catches, 725 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging 20 yards of reception. That is going to kill the Tennessee Titans unless they figure out how they're going to get that done. DeMarco Murray, all right, I think can run the football, but I don't think they're going to run it a lot. The Titans right now, You know, they have uh, Derek Henry and DeMarco Murray, all right? Murray's run for 443 yards and four touchdowns. Henry is running for 441 and three touchdowns. So do the math real quick. It's 884 yards and seven touchdowns from the running back position. So if they're going to get it done, they're going to have to run the football. Rashad Matthews. For the Titans, 626 yards go along with three touchdowns. Delaney Walker, he has a team high 49 receptions, 500 and uh, 550 yards, but hasn't got his touchdown yet. So that, by the way, also just to let you know, his next reception will put him in fifth as far as consecutive seasons with 50 plus catches, and he's got a lot of games to get that, so it shouldn't be no problem. Now. The secondary for the Colts, they have to limit the big plays by Mariota, which means they're going to have to get to him. Okay, the Titans' offense right now, they, I, I don't know. They're going to have to – you got Hooker out there. He's got three interceptions. Uh, schrade has got four and a half sacks. I think they can get to him. But Tennessee's top defenders, as well as far as the other side is concerned, you got Kevin Byrd, who leads the league with six interceptions, and he's also looking to go to the Pro Bowl. People are talking about how good Kevin Bar- uh, uh, Kevin uh, Byrd is. You got Derek Morgan, six sacks, uh, Casey, three sacks, and in all eyes are going to be on the Tennessee Titans to win this game. There should be no reason why they lose this game, which is the reason why I'm going the other side. I told you I think there's going to be an upset between either Jaguars and the Cardinals and the Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee because they're neck and neck. There's going to be an upset. I don't know if Tennessee's ready for prime time. And guess what? Since they're not ready for prime time, I don't know if they can even be ready for this regular time. I don't know if they're ready. And I picked the Tennessee Titans to win this division. Okay. And I'm not picking them because I'm a Jaguar fan. I think the Jaguars are going to beat the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But I don't know if the Tennessee Titans are ready. Now, you say, Sonny, are you crazy? This is a football team that has played well all year long. Well, they are six and four guys. Okay, they're two games over five hundred. I don't know if you can call them, you know, the um, oh, what do you say, the next big thing. And the reason why I say that, and I'm pulling it up. I wanted to pull this up. The reason why I say that is, is that you look at this whole season for the Titans, okay. And I'm not talking about preseason. Forget that. The Raiders beat them. Raiders less than average. The Titans really beat the Jaguars up in week two, but that was before the chemistry of the Jaguars came together defensively. They beat the Seahawks who were without guys that were hurt. But a team like the Texans, okay, and at that time, Okay, they didn't have they didn't have everything put together. The chemistry wasn't there. It was coming together. It came against Tennessee. Okay? The Titans beat the Colts last last time. But they lose to the Dolphins by 6. Okay? The Titans beat the Ravens, who which by the way, not a good football team. But the Browns damn near beat the I I see games where the... The Titans drop games. They have no business dropping games. Now, taking a loss to the Steelers is one thing. But how you get beaten that game 40-17 to scares me. And that game, I'm going to tell you, was a Thursday night football game. I actually sat down and watched most of it. And the reason being is I wanted to see if the Titans could stand up to a very good team in the AFC. Now, this game is in Indianapolis. They got the game at home. They beat them 36 to 22 in Tennessee. Now, this game is in Indianapolis. You can watch out for this one. I think this could be a big game. And it's going to be a big game for Tennessee. And I think they're going to lose it. And and don't get me wrong. You're looking at all the notes and you're looking at all the things that I've been. You're saying, Sonny, you're going to pick the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, I want to see if they're ready. And this game is vital for them. And I want to see if they can stand the pressure. And right now I haven't seen them be able to stand any pressure. So that's why I'm going on the other side in this one. I'm going Indianapolis. And it's not because they, they have anything that says they should beat them and beat them hard. I'm saying that the Tennessee Titans don't have enough gumption to win the game that they have to win. And that having been said, they have their, the Arizona Cardinals and the Jaguars. Both teams are six and four. Mark that Jaguars are seven and three. So you know the Jaguars they can take a two-game win, uh, a two-game lead in this division. Jaguars are loving the situation, especially if they lose. So watch out for that. I'm kind of setting something up on where I think they are, but it goes by the way a play that's out there. Jaguars are going to win this division, guys. They're de- they're, that defense is going to hold off and win them, and they'll lose in the first round. I, I, I just think they won't be ready for the playoffs. But in the regular season, the Jaguars have a great end-of-the-season schedule. Tennessee, now, that having been said, ten, the Titans, their schedule, listen to what their schedule set up. And if the Titans don't make the playoffs, they don't deserve it. They have, of course, the Colts. They should win this game. Watch them lose. But then, they have the Texans at home. Should be a win. They have the Cardinals in Arizona. Really should be a win. The Titans have the 49ers. Should be a win. They have the Rams. Now, don't expect them to win this game, even though it's at home. And then they got the Jaguars to finish up the season. By the time it gets to the end of the season, will that game matter? In the last week. Because I'm worried about the Titans losing against the Texans. That sometimes can come back and win football games. The Cardinals. I think there's a team that can end up beating them. They're going to lose to the Rams. So, that last game. Will it be a, be a situation for them? It just depends on what Jacksonville does for the rest of the season. Because their schedule is nice and light. It's right along the same lines as this one. So, It is what it is, and the AFC South makes out like a bandit in reality. So you got to love that. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and we're going to get to our sponsors, and we appreciate our sponsors as far as what they do. Uh, Guess what? basketball is starting up here for the Rowlett Eagles. So we'll start bringing you basketball coverage of the Rowlett Eagles starting a little bit in December, maybe depending on what my schedule is. We might be able to get a game in at the end of November here. So we'll take a look at that um, as I look at my schedule going forward. But that hasn't been said, we're going to take that quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll talk about more of the NFL here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we are a motivated team of coaches with the mindset of helping you achieve and reach your highest goals. Having developed and trained over 100 Division I athletes as well as Division II athletes, even professional athletes, the Bullet Team definitely has the knowledge and mindset to take you to the next level. Check out our new 22,000 square foot facility and 3,000 square foot weight room along with 4,500 square feet of outdoor turf and covered training area along with football and soccer field. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Scooters Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-thru so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee located in Rowlett. could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at Brian brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com That's with a y, not nine, At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one year anniversary special. Two weeks and a free uniform for 19.99. That's right, 19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lees at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney not their paralegal get a personal touch directly from greg mitchell the mitchell law firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy related matters including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court we represent both individual and small business debtors in chapter 7 chapter 11 and chapter 13 bankruptcies For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417, or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done? Residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified, licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price. And good customer service, but of course, give Allen Bauer Electric a call at 214 356 0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Ready, set, uh-huh.
0: Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, sports news and, news and talk. talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man. Radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, NLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right,
1: it's our number two of the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on... That being said, it's the Sunday morning tradition. It's week number 12 of the NFL. I got a couple of teams that I'm looking at. A little bit scary this week. One, the Indianapolis Colts, we were kind of talking about. I'm worried about them. I think they uh, are the uh, Tennessee Titans. So much so, I have the Colts in an upset. Because I don't know if I trust the Titans right now. I want to see them win big games. I want to see them win games that they should win against, and they just haven't done it, folks. I mean, the Bengals and Titans—it's a—it's—it's it's a gangbuster, okay? But I—I I, I don't want the—I don't want to see them have to desperately try to beat the Browns. I don't want to see him lose to the Dolphins, you know. I, I don't want to see him lose to the Texans before i uh, on board, you know. I want to see some wins. I want some quality wins before I decide to pick. I Like I said, I got these guys in this division. But I think Jacksonville, that defense is just too much. And that having been said, I'm going to go to that game. We're, going to, we're talking the NFL. We're talking about what's going on. And so we might as well get to that one, the Arizona Cardinals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jaguars, I think, win this game, and, and not because of anything that is huge, guys, okay? That, Jaguars have won four in a row. They're 7-3, and three. okay? Not a bad, not a bad record going into, going into this game against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Arizona Cardinals, this is a football team that's kind of lost right now. They're four and six. They've lost two in a row. Larry Fitzgerald was fined $42,000 for a crack block last week. So I, I don't know. The Arizona Cardinals are a scary football team sometimes, but they have a situation where they're going Blaine Gabbard at the quarterback position. Now, you know, Blaine Gabbert was gone way before these Jaguars, who are first in the South at 7-3, burst on the scene. Okay? So Blaine Gabbert having any background on what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars is irrelevant. So try to make a story out of it, media. It's not a story. Blaine Gabbert was gone before any of this started. Now, granted, the Jacksonville Jaguars have always been the defensive team. Don't get me wrong. So but these are different players. All right. So I, I'm not falling for the fact that Blaine Gabbert knows this team better than any uh 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 uh. Not doing it, not falling for it. Back to back losses, first time this season for the Arizona Cardinals. And they also know their playoff ch- chances are virtually dead, even if they lose one of their last games, and it might start this week, and I think it does. Going 5-1 and one for the rest of the season is going to put the Arizona Cardinals at a 9-7 and seven record, and that's not going to be enough out of the wild card because of who they played. So and the and the teams that they lost to. Now the Jaguars, they're winners a four straight, seven and three. Their their confidence comes from the defensive side of the ball, and they get to eat up Blen Gabbert on an offensive line that couldn't protect squat. And you want to talk about a sack machine? The Jaguars are a sack machine right now. sole possession of the AFC South. For the first time since 1999, riding the longest winning streak in their ten year, in ten years, okay. The final six games come to game teams, and we we're talking about the records. They're 24 and 36. So after this game, their next three games, the Jaguars. Who do they get? They get some easy, easy games. So Doug Marone has to make sure he doesn't overlook those games. And this is one that you don't want to overlook. There is still a veteran in Larry Fitzgerald regardless. I mean, how much that fine is going to you know, really affect him, I don't know. So, that having been said, the Cardinals' Wayne Gabbert right now has to look, be looking forward to this game because of what it is all about. Carson Palmer and Drew Stanton down. Now, I would have questioned whether or not the Carson Palmer would have got this victory. I definitely weren't taking them with, with Drew Stanton. And this, this whole situation, even though coming off a career uh, high with three touchdowns last week and a 31-21 uh, loss to the Texans, he'll make his second start of the season, and Blaine Gabbert is the first against his former team. So is it important? I don't know. Now, remember, if you remember, Gabbert was their first-round draft pick in 2011. He was the 10th player picked overall, and then he was traded to the 49ers. Now he ends up with the Arizona Cardinals after three years that are really – unproductive is not even – that's not even a big enough statement. Not unproductive. The guy sucked. Let's just put it like it is. The guy sucked. And that was not what they were looking for as far as a career and franchise quarterback. It didn't happen. So the Jaguars now with where they're at, their defense has been playing big time. Now, Sunday's game for the Jaguars, Khalise Campbell comes back and they're in tied in the NFL and sacks with eleven and a half. And he spent nine years with who? The Arizona Cardinals. And you say whatever you want on the defensive side of the ball when it's a revenge game, it's different. He was a pro bowler with the Arizona Cardinals, and he left in the offseason, signed a four-year, $60 million contract with the Jaguars, and also Barry Church from the Dallas Cowboys, You know who played out of his mind, way above his uh, salary. Guess what? ends up on the Arizona Cardinals or on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So look out for that. Arizona now has 11 players on injured reserve and lost key players along with David Johnson week number one. So that was a hard one. Now the Cardinals have since got Adrian Peterson. Now granted, he hasn't been worth a nickel. I'm sorry. He's had a couple of good games, but really, you know, take away from that, I'm, I'm not impressed with Adrian Peterson going up, and also him going up against this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, the front seven. That guy's not even going to make it back to the to the line of scrimmage. So I don't know. They got the best in the league with quarterback sacks with forty. Okay which tells me someone's going to get eaten alive somewhere. And the Arizona Cardinals offensive line, they're sad. Now, Jacksonville also defensively. Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boyce, okay, how about that? They're They're some of the best in the NFL right now. But it is Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald ranks second in the league in receptions with 69. And if he decides to take the game over, that would be huge. But he also has to have someone deliver him the ball. And I just don't know if Blaine Gabbert's going to be able to get the job done. I'd give the Arizona Cardinals a chance in this game if it was Carson Palmer, but it's not. So this one's going to be a good one as well. Um, just keeping our eye on the AFC South with my little bit of interest with the Jaguars. Like I said, I think they win this division, but I don't think it's enough for them to to win in the first round of the playoffs. So next game up on the Couch Potato Sports Show, as we're going to cover them all. Hopefully we'll get Cuervo. Hopefully we'll get uh, uh, Tarvin in. Not sure if we will or not, but that's irrelevant. We're going to cover them all anyway. Next game up on board on the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is the uh, Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in arrowhead. Buffalo 5-5, five and five, losers of their last three. Kansas City 6-4, and four, losers of their last two. And Daryl Rivas hits the field for them. Now, I'm sticking with the Kansas City Chiefs, but it has nothing to do with Darrell Rivas. This has to do with the Buffalo Bills being so inconsistent that I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs at home are going to have too much of a problem staying with this football team. Kansas City Chiefs are usually a pretty good team at home. Now, they've dropped a couple at home, which doesn't really make me feel good about what they do week in and week out. They'll go on the road and lose to the Dallas Cowboys by a few, but yet then just get clobbered. So it's one of these games that scares me. If you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you better hold your breath through this whole game. Tyron Taylor's going to go ahead and start again. The Rook they brought in was so bad. Five interceptions in the first quarter. I mean, the coaching is bad. The Bills lost four of their last five games, and that includes some at home. So they got to make sure that they'll be able to to get that. The defense has got to knock balls down to the ground, not up in the air, because they have done that. All right? And they also got to get the ball to whoever can make the big plays whether it's running the football out of the jet sweep and finding the open man. But if you leave guys open and the defenders are not blocking, it's going to be a long day running the football for Tyree Hill, So you got to look out for that as well. And I don't know if it's anything that they're giving away, but even the Giants had their way with, with the running game for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and I don't know why that is. Because the defensive front seven for the Giants are not very good. So now, as far as losses for this football team, as far, just go in the back. They lose Marquise Goodwin. He's over it with the 49ers. Sam, Sammy Watkins, he's with the Rams. Robert Wood, wide receiver to the Rams. Uh, Darius Marcel to the Jaguars, and that was a trade, and then Ronald Darby in a trade to the Eagles. And then you got quarterback Stefan Gilmore, he went to the Patriots. There were a lot of losses on the defensive side of ball for this football team. You know, and I know I mentioned some offense there too, but I mean most of the, you look at this, those are some defensive losses, Darius Darby and, and Gilmore, and they have not been able to replace them. So what needs to happen for the the Buffalo Bills? They're going to have to crack down, and they're going to have to get to the quarterback slash running back. The problem is that if you have a good offensive line blockers, they will take advantage of that defense seven, front seven. And that, you say whatever you want, that is the weakness right now. The offense is bad enough, but their defense has just given up too many big plays, whether it be in the running or passing game is irrelevant. But now, I have to say, Philip Rivers makes a lot of people look stupid. So when, you, when you're looking at all of that kind of stuff and where all that is, you, know, you can't just turn to one game. But when you when you turn to certain things in games, you know, if you if you look at overtime loss to the Giants, twelve to nine, why aren't you getting into the end zone? They have dropped now, the Bills also dropped to five hundred. Straight blowout losses. Latest one, fifty four twenty four against as I said before, um Uh, Chargers. So, I I don't know. So, will Tyrod Taylor give this team a spark? I doubt it. I mean, because they're playing a different, they're playing a real team. Now, will the situation be good for Darrell Rivas? I don't know. I just don't believe this guy's in football shape. Anybody coming off of the, you know, You're talking 10 games in the NFL, and you're just about ready to step out on the football field. It was different when you talk Tom Brady after four games, okay? He was there. He was in training camp and everything else. This guy hadn't even hit the field. Now, one of the problems is the Chiefs, they have a hard time defending mobile quarterbacks, okay? Uh, And and Taylor is one of them. Uh, you, You think about it. In Kansas City's 30-22 um, win over the Buffalo Bills in Week 12 last year, Tyra Taylor threw for 291 and three touchdowns. He also rushed the ball for 46 yards. And this year, the Chiefs are giving up a lot in the passes. They're ranked 25th, giving up 253 yards in the air per game. So... They're going to have to bolster their secondary and be ready, and that's why they got Revis. So, and, and Andy Reid says, hey, Daryl Revis is better than any of those young cats that they got going on in there right now. It, 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 they just are. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs are going to win this game because of Jarrell Revis, but I am going to tell you that I think that they win this game. They're at Arrowhead. All right, now some guys that are going to be out for the Chiefs, Dee Ford, okay, he's got a back injury. Um, Holly, he has a, uh, uh, he's a defensive end, and also Alan Bailey, uh, they are not going to play. They didn't play against the uh, New York Giants last week. They did practice on a limited ability on Wednesday, and that scares me about those guys not being in the lineup. So, no sacks against Eli Manning where you think you could. Will they get it today? Tyra Taylor is more mobile than Eli Manning. So, I don't see a lot of sacks coming the way for the uh, Chiefs. Now, that having been said, the Chiefs got some injuries of their own. Gordy Glenn, he missed the last four games with a leg injury, didn't practice. Should he be back? I don't know. And also, Kelvin Benjamin, he got that knee injury, and they just got this guy. uh, From the Panthers So You know If you're the Bills you gotta start Tyrod Taylor You cannot put that rookie back in there He just wasn't playing very well And it was obvious So Kansas City at home I think they should be able to get that game I don't think it's too hard for them To get in there to get that victory So I am up on the Kansas City Chiefs. Next game that's up on board, they're on the couch potato sports show as the Carolina Panthers, winners of their last three games, they're 7-3. and three. By the way, they're not doing any great style. They take on the Jets, who lost last week. They're 4-6 and six out on the season. Okay? The Jets, you know, stick a fork in them. The Carolina Panthers have not been impressive. Okay? They have won three in a row. So that was that was something big for him, but they just completely demolished the Miami Dolphins two Mondays ago, forty-five to twenty-one, two hundred fifty-four yards, ninety-five yards rushing. You know, when you hold a team like that, that that's what you get. Carolina's Panthers are known for their defense. Now, will their offense? Get going? I don't know. Tied in Greg Olson, he's been out since week number two with a broken foot. He was limited in practice uh, this week, but they say he might make the start. So watch out for that. So it will be a very interesting thing for, and I would like to see Greg Olson out in the football field. They need to get some more work in with their with their tight end. So I I, I look at Olsen, he's thirty two years old, okay, and you could say whatever you want. When Newton doesn't have this guy in the lineup, it, it becomes a train wreck almost in Carolina. But they've been able to get the job done, not winning games impressively or whatever the case may be. Now Jets, now they're four and six, okay. They struggled to cover the tight ends this year. They've allowed 67 yards to opposing tight ends in six of their last 10 games and the big number six touchdowns to those tight ends. So right now, if you're the Carolina Panthers, you would love to see Greg Olson in the lineup. Now Carolina, they got that victory against the Atlanta Falcons on November 5th. Okay. And, I, I will tell you that Newton, okay, you know, he's, he's beginning to get close to be that guy that we're normally used to seeing. And if they bring back Greg Olson, you know, it, it could be really interesting. But, you know, Cam Newton shouldn't get ahead of himself because the NFC South right now, the best team that's playing in that division are the Saints, who's whipped off eight in a row. Remember you're seven and three. You gotta keep up with a team that can win football games. So you say whatever you want, they have to continue winning games and they gotta to remember to continue winning games, you know, against games that teams they shouldn't Now, you look at the Panthers and where they are, you gotta ask yourself the question Are they capable of getting the Victory against the Jets. The Jets at home All right, they are a better team at home. Uh, they have a three and two record against Carolina. Um, by the way, but Carolina's four and one on the road this season. Only loss coming to Chicago, and they shouldn't have lost that game. So Josh McCown, guys, seeing almost every bad football team, you know, out, you know, at the quarterback position, he's going to play one against the team that he used to be, play with the, the Panthers. So, but that was a long time ago. That was Jake Delhomme days, but he was there. 14 touchdowns for McCown this year, and that is one. Uh, he's included one in four straight games to Robbie Anderson. So. Obviously, he's got some love for Robbie Anderson. Now, the now the Panthers are a minus seven in the turnover margin, okay? That's doing the large part of Newton's 11 interceptions. That guy's got to stop throwing them. The Jets are a minus one in the turnover defer, differential. They have 10 interceptions. So look at the big difference, a minus seven to a minus one. So they forced three fumbles as well at home, um, and 34-21 last Thursday over the Bills. So it, this one here is an important game. The Jets and Bills, they're kind of the same team. They don't know where they really are as far as chemistry. But you say whatever you want, the New York Jets' 23rd-ranked rush defense Carolina has rushed for 200 yards back-to-back games. I hate to say that they should win this game because I don't know what I think about Cam Newton. Can Cam Newton get the job done? I'm going to pick him today. This is a game they should be able to win. But would it surprise me if the Jets come back and win this football game? Not at all. I want to see because... The Carolina Panthers are 7-3, but they don't look like a 7-3 and football team. And they've proved that week in and week out. So however that ends up going, it should be interesting in today's game. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Carolina, but I, I, I'm not feeling very confident in the pick because it wouldn't surprise me if the Jets win. Next up on the couch, Potato Sports we cover them all, the Chicago Bears, they're 3-7. and They go up against the Philadelphia Eagles, 9-1. I'm spending five seconds on this one. This one's too easy. Bears don't have a chance. Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. Now, Cleveland, loser of their last ten, go on the road to take on the Bengals. You're saying, Sonny, you're not going to talk about the Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles? Yes, they're 9-1. But you're going to talk about Cleveland's, who are 0 10, and the Cincinnati Bengals are 4 and 6. Yes, I am. I'm going to tell you the reason why. First of all, this is a division game. Second of all, the Bengals are—they are in such disarray this year, where their coach and everything is a problem. Ray Lewis is on the hot seat. On the other side, there's another hot seat quarterback, uh, uh, head coach, and Hugh Jackson. So Marvin Lewis, Hugh Jackson, both have, you know, griddle marks on their ass getting ready to get flipped. So this becomes a big game, not because of the standings, not because either one of them have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Who's going to get fired or will they both get fired? I don't think Hugh Jackson gets fired. I really don't. Well, on the other side of that, Marvin Lewis has been dying to get fired since 2009. Here they are eight years later. But the Cincinnati Bengals haven't done anything all year long. But when you have a guy that can catch the ball, like A.J. Green, and then you have Andy Dalton delivering the ball, gets a bad football team, especially in the secondary, you look at this game and you go, Cincinnati wins this game. But I want to ask yourself the question just really quick. Do you trust the Bengals? Even though they're at home, do you trust the Bengals? I don't. So that having been said, Cleveland has been in some games this year. Now they've been blown out. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Cleveland has not been anything that you could write home to mama about and feel good about. I mean, I can go through stats and look at all of them and, and say, hey, this is the way it works out for you today. But the fact of the matter is is that the Cleveland Browns haven't won a game. This could be the game that they get because Cincinnati has not been playing well at all. So how do you feel about it? I don't know. You take a look at the schedule. Now, I talked about how they've been close in games. Just, just listen to some of these because it, it may surprise you. Now, the Steelers in the regular season had their way with them 21-18. Okay? Guys, they lost that game by three. Now, the Ravens, they lost by 14. They didn't lose very much to the Colts. They lost by three in that game. The Bengals in Cleveland destroyed them 31-7. But the next week, the Browns get within three points against the Jets. The Texans beat up on them. 33-17 next week. Then they come back and the close game against the Titans. And the Titans win that game by three, 12-9. Guess what? They come back and they get destroyed by the Vikings. But in the week after that, they hung with the Lions. Then the Jaguars came and... Beat them nineteen to seven a good victory. If you look at the way that this the Browns are set up to play a good game today. But what I don't like is I don't like the I don't like the Browns on the road. I really don't like the Browns on the road. I'm not saying that the Bengals are better, and I'm telling you right now, I think for I It would not shock me for a second if the Browns got their first victory against this football team today. Because if you look at what is going on on this football team as they enter into the game, you know, they can't be very happy with what they've seen out on the football field. They're four and six, they're third in the north of the AFC, and they're not going to make the playoffs. So you got guys that are auditioning for jobs next year, even for the Bengals. Now, they did uh, beat the Broncos 20-17 to 17 in Cincinnati last Sunday. Okay? If, if, if you believe what everybody says in the experts, they're in the hunt for the wild card, but I don't think they are. I think they're out of it. If they lose one more game, they're done with it. That's why I don't think anybody's in the hunt. So, you know, and Lewis will say all the right things. We just got to be concerned with ourselves in this week. But, you know, yeah, that's why we don't interview guys. I mean, that's stupid. They're worried about this game because they know they go down big time. Now, the Browns, rookie defensive, Miles Garrett, missed the games against the Bengals on October 1st. He's not going to miss it this week. He's back from injuries. And the decimated defensive line for this football team gets a little upgrade with him. So, you look at Jamie uh, Meade, also high ankle sprain in the same game. He's ready to come back. High ankle sprains. You gotta give him six weeks, guys, and then you get back and you're feeling better. So, I, I mean, I don't know. This is a game where you look at it, and this is an easy pick for Cincinnati, and I'm going to take them. But I will tell you right now, you know, I'm I I, I I'm worried about this game for the Bengals because they're not a great football team that so, having been said, I am on the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to be looking at the rest of them here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is week number twelve of the NFL. We'll cover the rest of them here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repair mask, Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stephenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek doors and floors help you restore your home to its like new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as Stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, Stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214 536 2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check them out on the web at www.BuffaloCreekDoorsAndFloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Just got a hold of Tarvin, talking about the games that we have talked about. He went 2 and one In his First three games Games that we talked about He decided to go with the Chiefs He also Went with the Titans He's also on the Bengals Some of the other games He's on the Eagles that we talked about And the Panthers And that's where we are as far as where we are covering In these games Now, hold on I think he forgot one No, he's picking the Rams over New Orleans So Uh, That should be an interesting game That game is at home So uh, he is on that one So that is Tarvin's pick Hopefully we'll get Cuervo in here And then we can get his picks And get him all squared uh, As we move forward into the show That having been said Of course that's the name of the show here Um, It is our Sunday morning tradition Set on into the next game That we got set here as the Miami Dolphins, 4-6, and six, losers of their last four, Miami winners of their last six in a row. Woo! Don't need to talk about this one very much. as They met more as much as I love them. Personal friend of mine, by the way, starting for the Miami Dolphins. He gets the Patriots. And all you got to do is look at the, the front six for the Patriots. You got to like what you see there. Cutler, not playing because of concussion. By the way, I saw the hit. I think he's weak. Uh, Jay Cutler, weak. Now, I'm not saying he wasn't weak before he got there, but, you know, you get your second opportunity on a different football team. You know, it's same result, different team, same coach, different team. Just goes to show that whole situation, you know, Matt Moore now is going to have to go today and it's since Jay Cutler is in the concussion protocol. Now, I've called for my, my boy to be called up off the practice squad, and it hasn't happened. And that hurts my feet. It, Dowdy needs to come off of the practice squad and be active for a game. And I would love to see him get up there in the final portions of the season. Right now, Miami's in a lot of trouble. I, they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, Indianapolis is running away with the division in eight and two. I mean, we can sit here, and we can look at all these numbers and say, hey, what's really – all you got to do, okay, there's, there's, there's certain things that you can say about this game. First of all, it is the Patriots. They're eight and two. Second of all, they're at home in Gillette. They don't lose games in Gillette. Second, third of all, they don't lose home games to bad football teams in Gillette. Okay, And the New England Patriots, they've won four of the last five games against the Dolphins in the last eight meetings. So, and that that includes, you know, in Gillette. They won years ago when the Patriots lost Tom Brady in week number one. So that just goes to show what Tom Brady is all about for this football team. So, I mean, I, I can sit here and I can go over it and, and look at the numbers and see what, what everybody's done, but all i got to do is Tom Brady, 57 touchdowns, 7 interceptions in 23 games. That counts the postseason. And since returning from the deflate gate suspension, 50 touchdowns, 4 interceptions in the regular season. Guy misses practice because of an Achilles problem. That's something you got to worry about as far as the Patriots, I'm going to tell you the reason why. The backup quarterback is the worst, Brian Hoyer. Now, that having been said, this is a football team that seems to get the best out of bad football players. So if there is any good in Brian Hoyer, if there is any, I don't think there is, but if there is any, and he has to come in for the – Goat himself, Tom Brady, you better hold your breath. Now, that having been said, Rob Gronkowski is out for this game. He's sick. Marcus Cannon, ankle problem. David Andrews, he is sick. They're out. Special teams starter Matthew Slater was back in the lineup. And you know, he is was limited in Wednesday's game. So game guys being out because of being sick or some injuries. And again, Slater, he was one uh is this guy here is a special teams monster. He was back and he was limited. Also Danny Amadola with a knee injury. He was in limited in practice. So, will we get Danny Amadola back? There's a lot of guys coming back, but you, you've got to keep them upright. And, and I'm going to tell you if New England gets out in front of this game, expect to see Brian Hoyer. You're talking Achilles, okay? You're talking an Achilles injury. That is a year long injury. New England Patriots can't afford to lose Tom Brady for that long for any given for the rest of his career. could be done. Maybe not done. But a year without Tom Brady, come on. That puts the Patriots in a very, very crazy position. I don't know. Will Miami do the dumb thing? With Sue in the lineup and go after Tom Brady, it wouldn't surprise me. That guy, whatever he does out on the football field, none of it ever surprised me. I'm going with the Pats. Next game up on board, Tampa Bay and the Atlanta Falcons. I don't have a lot to say about this game because Atlanta should win this football game. And I say should because they should. But the problem is when you get going here Tampa Bay's won their last two games with their Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback position. Now, Atlanta, they've won their last two games. They seem to be getting catching the right time for you know the chemistry to come together. So, now since the NFC South has taken form Atlanta and sec- actually they're in third place within the South. They're behind the Panthers as well as the Saints. They got to get a win today, and they're at home. And it's Tampa Bay who are two or uh, four and six, okay, and they're last in their division. Division matchups are big, and even if it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to come to play. So now. That having been said, Atlanta has two games remaining with the Saints while also carrying a 5-1 record against the NFC games that they play, and they hold the tiebreaker to a lot of them. Tiebreakers are going to be big and winning within the division is going to be huge too. That's why Atlanta needs this game and they can't afford to be lackluster against Tampa Bay because Ryan Fitzpatrick, although not the best quarterback in the game has played this game before and has been successful before. And on top of it, does, has absolutely nothing to lose. And those are the games that you get a team like the Atlanta Falcons, who are supposed to be good, drop the ball. Now, get this. Three losses for the Falcons, and that is against AFC East teams in October. Okay? But now they're on a two-game winning streak in their next three games are at home. And they're all NFC teams, so that's how important this one is. It starts this week with the Bucks. Now Tampa Bay, say whatever you want. Brian Fitzpatrick, two straight victories, two starts, two victories. So, and he's going to start this week. So, what's it going to be? Now, everything that I'm reading as Winston's shoulder was a you know he was evaluated on Monday said he wasn't ready to resume throwing yet so you got Ryan Fitzpatrick for the next two weeks so Fitzpatrick 22 to 37 275 on Sundays uh 30-20 win against the dolphins so look out for that and he even says he's feeling confident which is I'm going to tell you right now, it's scary. Now, Dirk Cotter, the worst, worst hire in Tampa Bay history was bringing this guy on. But one thing that Dirk Cotter is able to do is get the quarterbacks and talk to them and make them stop making mental mistakes. And you can say whatever you want about Fitzpatrick. This guy knows how to make mental mistakes. All you got to do is look at his time up north. Buffalo, I mean, it, it, it was sad. A lot of mental mistakes there. So if Connor has anything, if you want to call him, you know, the quarterback master, you know, that's why they got him there with Winston. They made him the head coach. I don't know why he couldn't have been the quarterback coach, but that having been said, it is what it is. So you say whatever you want. You've got to be ready for Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's had success in the past. Although not a lot, but that first year with the Buffalo Bills before he got the contract, that guy was good. But the Falcons has a season low, 279 yards against the Seahawks last week, okay? But made enough plays to gain the advantage to get the win, okay? Fumble return uh, for a touchdown by the Falcons defensive line, Adrian Claiborne. And then a week after that, Six sacks against the Dallas Cowboys, okay? The Falcons are going to get after Ryan Fitzpatrick today. I like Atlanta, and I like three teams in the NFC South to make the playoffs because they're just playing better now, more so than other times. So you say whatever you want. This one's going to be a good one. Dan Quinn better have his team defensively ready for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think he is going to have it. I think it should be, the Atlanta Falcons should be able to get it, and um, on board with that is Brian Tarvin from Weigh In Sports Talk. So next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show is we're going to cover them mall here. This one's going to be an interesting one as the – Seattle Seahawks go to San Francisco. You're saying, Sonny, why are you worried about this game? I'm worried about it because it's the Seahawks. Now, let's get the bias on record. I hate the Seahawks. Love Russell Wilson. Hate the Seahawks. But you can say whatever you want. This is a football team that is crumbling apart, whether it be injury, mental, or just This is a team that's falling apart. The only glue that they got is not even their coach. Their coach is part of the crumble. The guy that puts them and keeps them together is their quarterback. Russell Wilson, I'm going to tell you right now, that guy was on fire. They lost that game last week, and they had no business losing that game. Seattle's not a great football team without everything falling into place. Tell me, what are you talking about? Well, at the end of last year, I told everybody what was going on in Seattle. And guess what? It has come to fruition. I let everybody know about Seattle's front office head coaching problems. Then you add up on the fact that Richard Sherman won't shut up about things that are not football-related. Then you lose Cam Chancellor and Sherman both, two pieces of the quote-unquote Legion of Boom. And now you have a whole situation now that Chancellor's probably not going to return this season because of a neck injury. So your defense for the Seattle Seahawks that you can say whatever you want is normally pretty good, not very well. The 49ers, they're 1-9. and nine. They're coming off a Week 10 win against the Giants. Listen, Giants suck, and, I, and I've said that whole thing, and I've been right about that whole thing for the last two years. This time, Seattle, they lost a home game 34-31 to 31 to the Atlanta Falcons on Monday night, broke up a streak that, on Monday night, a short week, ah, blah, 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 and all this crap but the problem with Seattle is is that when you don't have Richard Sherman and you don't have Cam Chancellor it means you open up the the passing game now the good thing for Seattle is that you're talking about the the San Francisco 49ers that can't get out and throw the football Sonny, why are you talking about this game i'm telling you this is a red light game yes i hate the Seattle Seahawks but this game right here could define the rest of the season for the Seattle Seahawks. They need to get this victory to improve to seven and four because the Rams, they're on a collision course to get the victory, maybe against New Orleans. And if they get that victory against New Orleans, I'm going to tell you right now, Seattle Seahawks are done. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. If they lose this game, which, by the way, would be the best story couldn't happen to a better team in the NFL is to see the Seattle Seahawks lose to a 1-9 a in nine football team. It would just make my football season to see this team go down that way. Now, as much as I hate the Seattle Seahawks, I can't pick against them. Because you you can see whatever you want about it. By the way, they released uh, uh, Dwight Freeney as well. Freeney ranked 17th in the NFL all-time sack list, was 125, had three sacks in four games for Seattle, and they let him go. They needed Freeney's roster spot to fill for injuries for the running back position and offensive line and quarterback. They get rid of Dwight Freeney bad mistake, Russell Wilson in 2017, he is having an MVP, MVP type season, but their 6-4 and four record and all the other BS on the outside of the football field is making them where people are not even paying attention to him when it comes to that, Wilson right now only trails Tom Brady, Tom Brady's got 3,146 yards, Okay? Wilson 28-01, 21 touchdowns to just seven interceptions has a 64 percent passer rate now you say whatever you want you see those numbers and you're talking about the difference of one game and that is the buy and Wilson's chart Targ- his top target, Doug Baldwin He's tied for 10th in the NFL With 56 receptions And those catches How about this 673 yards and 4 touchdowns, And he also has 10 catches Of 20 yards or more So when the when The Seahawks need more than 10 or 15 yards, guess what You know where that ball's going But I don't even Think that whole situation with the Forty ers are going to be able to do it. Why? Because they can go to Jimmy Graham, which, by the way, he's got eight catches against the Forty ers in the past. Okay, he's got five touchdowns against them. He had three the year before that. And this team, this guy goes off on the San Francisco Forty ers but they got to get him the ball. Now the Seattle defense has been banged up all year long, so. Now, the bye came at the right time for them. Will they come back? I don't know. Solomon Thomas, Tank uh, Cardine, as well as Aaron Lynch all hope to be in the game. But even missing one of those guys is going to make a big difference in this game. And if they're not 100%, it's going to make a difference in this game. So, And that defense needs to be ready for that offense that is ninth in the NFL they score 24.2 points a game, and the Seahawks are seventh in the NFL in yards gained 367 yards a game. Russell Wilson is averaging 263 a game in the air. And with the quarterback position, you know, it's stable in Seattle at the most important part of, or the most important position out on the football field, San Francisco, not so much. I mean, they had a rookie, C.J. Bard. i never even heard of him before they put him in there. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch traded their Jimmy Garoppolo. They traded to get him before the deadline. And I don't know if he's going to take the field today. How long do we don't see Jimmy Carapolo at the quarterback position for the 49ers? Get him some reps and give yourself an opportunity to be less than a stock than you already are. So, I, I don't even know who's starting at the quarterback position for the 49ers. And that should be an Embarrassment. And it is an embarrassment. And if they're not embarrassed by it, it's stupid. Jimmy Garoppolo not starting for the 49ers is like me not putting down a cupcake. It's sad. And this is a football team that has no clue on how to control what they got coming their way. Will he start? I don't know. Everybody's, you know, Listen. I don't, I don't even care about how "quote unquote" difficult the offense is. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than that rookie that they got starting at the quarterback. But CJ Barta is set to start, not Jimmy Garoppolo. That tells you. And I'm telling you, we were on this a long time ago. The reason why this is trade bait—they don't want this guy to get hurt because they're going after one of those top quarterbacks coming out of college and they want to use Jimmy Garoppolo as trade bait to try to maybe move up even further. Now I will give John Lynch that if that's what the plan is, but this is stupid Jimmy Garoppolo not starting. So the writing's on the wall on what's going on here. Because, folks, if I'm sitting here th- figuring out that Jimmy Garoppolo is trade bait, everybody else knows it, too. I would love to see Jimmy Garoppolo in this game because I'm going to tell you right now, this is my asterisk game. Okay? This is my asterisk game. I'm picking San Francisco if Jimmy Garoppolo play, uh, starts. Not, and not him coming in, you know, for mop-up duty. But Seattle should win this game because of the rookie. But I'll tell you right now, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he gets in there, and, you know, this is my asterisk game. Because I think they can come out and shock this football team because Seattle mentally is not wrapped up in the season. And that comes from their head coach. And you say whatever you want about that guy. You know, Pete Carroll is a guy that has got an ego, and he passed it on to his teammates. And now guess what? That passing of the ego has taken over this football team. And that is not good for them at all. You can say whatever you want about that that team, okay? I can beat them up. And uh, believe me, I enjoy it. But this is a football team next year is going to be in a lot of trouble. Because Richard Sherman will not be ready for week number one of the NFL. I don't care how great of an offseason this guy has. This is an Achilles, guys. All right. This is an eight to nine-month injury. So week number one is already in jeopardy not to have Richard Sherman next year. And Lord knows what will happen off the field that Richard Sherman will get himself involved with where it gets so far away from what he does best, which is play football. It'll be real interesting to see where they end up next year. Especially week number one. Well, I'm putting the asterisks on this game. If they get Jimmy Garoppolo in this game early enough, I'm saying the 49ers can beat the Seattle Seahawks, and they'll be done for the season. They'll be 6-5 and five and out of the playoffs. It couldn't happen to a better, better team. So I am on this one. Jimmy Garoppolo... Uplifts everything on the offensive side of the ball for the seat for the uh San Francisco forty ers I'm not saying they're a great football team. I'm saying a change at the quarterback position with a guy that actually has some talent changes the whole mentality. All you got to do is look at Dak Prescott last year with the Dallas Cowboys. After they get sick of Tony Romo, all of a sudden the offensive line starts playing well enough to where they can either have Dak Prescott have success or Zeke Elliott run the football, same damn thing here. Jimmy Garoppolo, it right now, as far as going out and grabbing a franchise-type quarterback out in the NFL, the 49ers couldn't have done better. But yet, here they are, not starting them. Sad. It's ridiculous as well. And it shouldn't have happened. Jimmy Garoppolo should be playing. Next game up on board. Denver Broncos three and seven, loser of their last six. Oakland Raiders four and six, they lose last week. I, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a football team, and the Broncos. I put the I, I put the couch potato plastic fork in them. They're done. Oakland Raiders, they're done. But that doesn't mean this is not going to be a good football camp. That's the great thing about division football. Two of the bottom on the bottom, fighting for supremacy of not being in last place. Oakland Raiders are going to win this football game, mainly because there's no quarterback over in Denver. Now, Paxton Lynch is supposed to start. I I don't care. That should have happened weeks ago so he could be ready for this game. He started two games as a rookie last season. Been sidelined because of a shoulder sprain. Now he's ready to go. This is not even close. This is a game where if you're picking the Denver Broncos, you're living on a prayer, baby. And unlike Bon Jovi, this is not good for you. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just looking at this game and I'm asking myself where can where can the Broncos come in there? Yeah, Ma Michael Crabtree, forty two catches, five hundred and two yards, six touchdowns. Jared Cook, forty one catches, five thirty five, one touchdown. Marshawn Lynch, biggest joke. They need to keep this guy off the football field. He's got four touchdowns, but that's when they get close to the goal line, which is what he didn't get the opportunity to do in Seattle. I'm not impressed with Marshawn Lynch at all. In fact, he has been a liability more than anything. Vaughn Miller is gonna to try to do what he can try to you know try to play spoiler. Miller right now leads the defense for the Denver Broncos with eight stacks along with a forced fumble and two pass breakups, 34 touch uh, tackles in 10 games, okay? Putting up solid numbers. And then you get on the other side, Paxton Lynch. The offense has failed to score 20 points in seven games out of eight. You know, I, you know, I, I, and plus second year the running game. I don't know. C.J. Anderson, kind of like him, but 573 yards, two touchdowns. But here's the problem with that: Devontae Booker, um, pretty much is winning over the role in Oakland, and he's gonna outshine him. Broncos have Damaris Thomas, fifty. Three catches, 633 yards. It's going to be a great game. It's that interdivision game. I like the Oakland Raiders in this one. I don't know where. I, I really don't know. I mean, because you're bringing them in Pat St. Lynch, obviously for the first time this year, obviously off of injury, as well as this is a football team that is out of control and a downward spiral that they won't be able to get out of. They're going to lose today. They're going to be 3-8, and, and then everybody's going to question, what has John Elway done if it wasn't for the fact that they had Peyton Manning on that football team? You can say whatever you want about the declining ability of Peyton Manning. He raises your team big time, regardless of what he has actually been able to put up as far as stats. It just goes to show when you've got a winner on your football team, it changes the outcome of what you do weekend and week out. So that's going to take us to the Sunday night football game, and this one here is a good, bad, indifferent. I don't know, but here's what I will say, that I like the game. This is going to be a good one. Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers at Pittsburgh, You know, the the Packers are just kind of hoping they can hold on. It starts with a win this week against Pittsburgh. I don't know how they get it. Pittsburgh, right now, the fact Aaron Rodgers is not in the football field is big time for this football team. But what they need to do is get that victory against this team. Eight and two. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers. You're 5-5. Five and five, You're fighting for your playoff life. And you're hoping that you can hold on to where you can maybe bring back Aaron Rodgers to give you a run for the money. Green Bay won first of its five games before Aaron Rodgers went with the broken collarbone. Now, the Packers lost the game against Minnesota. They are 1-3. and three. Brad Hudley, four starts. Ah! They lost 23 to nothing to Baltimore last week, which, you know, you, you say whatever you want. 175 game shutout free streak snapped for the Packers against Baltimore. That was the fifth longest in league history. But again, I don't look at league history, I look at what's out on the football field today. The Steelers. Winners of five in a row. And they select Tennessee forty to seventeen last Thursday, and that was that wasn't even close. The seventeen was a joke. Bell leading the NFL in rushing. Antonio Brown leads the NFL in receptions defensively. The Steelers ranked second in the NFL while only surrendering sixteen points a game. Game over. Green Bay, you got the young cat at the quarterback position. This would be the shock of the day if it happens. I don't expect it, but this would be the shock of the day. And say whatever you want. I'll tell you right now. Ben Roethlisberger, if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, take your voting cards away from you. He puts out a sarcastic statement. Said, oh, you know, I guess I can't play this game anymore. Now everybody didn't realize this guy was being sarcastic. Can we can we talk? Ben Roethlisberger is one of the best quarterbacks to play this game. Should be a first of Hall of Famer. Won't happen, but he should be. And you got Lavar Bell or Le'Veon Bell. Running the football, Antonio Brown catching the ball crazy, the defense stopping teams from scoring more than 17 points a game. Yeah, you should write yourself right into the playoffs and maybe into the second round, because I have a feeling the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get the first round by as well, along with New England. The Packers right now are ninth place in the NFC in the playoff race. They're done. They're they're holding on to a prayer. They lose one more, they're done. Rodgers. You know, as soon as they lose their next game, they should just go ahead and put him on IR and be done with it. Right now, he's not on IR. They're holding, they're living on a prayer. This is the biggest Bon Jovi song I've ever heard of. But it's not going to happen. Now, the Green Bay's run defense has been superb the last three games, okay? So, that having been said, you know, maybe they'll stop Le'Veon Bell, but Antonio Brown and company, watch out. This could be throw, This could be a game where they throw all day long. So it could be important. So we'll we'll find out how that one goes. I'm on Pittsburgh on this one all day long. And the Packers, I you know, they just don't stand a chance mainly because of what the Steelers have been doing all year long. I went over the stats. That shouldn't give you any great big surprise of what you can expect from them today. I expect to see the same of everything we saw all year long from them. So that brings us up to Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football gets the Houston Texans. Now, this Houston Texans football team won last week. Baltimore, uh, by the way. Houston's 4-6. Baltimore 5-5. Five and five. They won last week. Okay? Baltimore Ravens at home. Jim Harbaugh took over the team in 2008. Baltimore has gone to gone 11-1 in night games. There we go back to history. If you believe in that, that makes you feel good about what you're going to see because Baltimore playing at night, wonderful. The Texans... They're trying to stay afloat and maybe, there's no way, but maybe try to win this this out to make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. They lose Deshaun Watson as that knee injury was the biggest loss for the Houston Texans. I mean, it was bad enough they lost J.J. Watts on the other side. But, man, when you lose your two superstars on your football team, one on offense, one on defense, that spells you miss the playoffs. Then you get Tom Savage. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tom Savage at the quarterback position. It's laughable. So they're going to have to figure something out. And I look at this game and I say, quarterback. That's all I say quarterback. It'll be the difference in this game. And you say whatever you want. Joe Flacco has not been great, but that having been said, you know, it'll be enough to get the job done. So watch out for this one. You know, it's a horrible Monday night football game. I wish they would have flexed in this game. Just to let you know, Houston is ranked 26th against the pass. So, Joe Flacco, expect this guy to go downfield the whole game against the league's 32nd pass defense. So they, they just let people throw on them all day long. So uh, You know, I don't know. The offense definitely needs to improve for Baltimore. Right now, Baltimore holds the sixth and final uh, playoff spot in the AFC. So a loss here today could be really, really bad for them. So... You look at they got the victory over Miami in October, in, in, in October, which was the one that they are sitting right above them, right there. So that's the reason why they're sitting in that last spot. So there's a lot of things that are going on. This team loses against this team, this team loses against that one, that one could sneak in, all that other stuff, which is wonderful when you start looking at it in the 11th and 12th week of the NFL. Who has a chance, you know, if this team loses? And this is where division games get so incredibly huge, but conference games are important as well. A conference win against Houston helps Baltimore, definitely. And that's the Monday Night Football game. So as far as where everybody is standing right now, as far as the – The NFL, and we talked about the standings, we talked about the news, we talked about everything that has been going on. That having been said, I'm going to go ahead and see if there's any late night, late news going on as we're only 45 minutes away from kickoff in the NFL. I've covered all of them as we don't have Cuervo today. Again, he's probably getting set and ready to go. Um, By the way, just to let you know, Right now, Jerry Jones has come out and says that he wants to see more fun his coaching staff, uh, Jason Garrett and Scott Lanahan. See how they do down the stretch. Can't be very good for him. They need to figure out a running game in Dallas. And, and the fact they. that... Uh, I'm not even going to go back to it. It's one of those things. Uh, By the way, Ramsey is supposed to play against the Cardinals. That's according to, uh, uh, Chris Mortensen. And if Chris Mortensen says it's going to happen. He's going to play, uh, Jay Cutler out, uh, for the quarterback for the Miami dolphins, the Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald. He was, I said 42. It was 24. I had that dyslexia, dyslexia thing coming out, uh, $24,000 for a crack block, uh, that he put down. Um, Ford, Smith, out against the Bills for the Chiefs. Rivas might be playing in that game. We'll find out. Benjamin is questionable in that game, so that one's huge as well. Saints are in the Rams. This one's going to be a big, big-time game as both of these teams lead their division. We'll see where they can end up going. Raiders quarterback, uh uh Amerson uh, is going to miss his fourth straight game with a foot injury. 49ers released, by the way, and I didn't get there, Armstrong. So Ray Ray Armstrong, gone, made room for Tank uh, Carrading to come on this football team. So, Coach Kyle Shanahan has got to make sure that they make the right moves for this football team's hu- you know, future. So, you know, earlier, November 24th, Ramsey says for the Jaguars, he's not going to play against Arizona, and then we get the announcement that he is going to play. So not sure what you want to believe in that one if you want to go back to, to that whole situation right there. So just some of the things that have been going down. By the way, the Vikings game, my Case Keenum, Say whatever you want. He's He's a great game manager. Great game manager. On Thanksgiving, gets the victory against the Lions. Two early turnovers cost the Lions that football game. Cowboys get beat by the Chargers, which wasn't a surprise to me because I told everybody, and I'm saying it again, the f c West is going to be won by the Chargers. You watch. Giants, you know, they get a little hype. They can't keep it up, and they lose against Washington on Thursday, uh, Thursday night. So, some of the things that people are talking about. Dak Prescott, is he overrated? In a three-game losing streak, he's having a hard time. Well, yeah. Two of those games, there was no Tyron Smith. And those three games, there's no Ezekiel Elliott, and in most of those games, no Sean Lee, and then you got Des Bryant who has disappeared. So, by the way, they had a cool uh, defensive celebration after the pick six. It was great. So, that having been said, also for the uh, Eagles are ahead of the Steelers and, pa- and the Patriots and the NFL, quote-unquote, power rankings. You know, a- until, until the Eagles are a more consistent football team year to year, I say the Patriots and the Steelers are ahead of them in the power rankings. I don't care what this year's stats show. I go by history in the power rankings as far as who's there. And if you think that the Eagles you know, can beat either the Saints or, I mean, the Steelers or the Patriots in the Super Bowl type of thing. I I love the Eagles, and I'm glad they're winning this division, but they're not going to beat the Steelers or the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Blaine Gabbert gets the start against his former team the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) So what? Tyron Taylor starting for the Buffalo Bills. Will it matter? Doubt it. Freeman's going to miss a game at the running back position for the Atlanta Falcons. Will that affect them? The Lions claim Dwight Freeney's off of waivers and get him all set. Foreman on the IR for the Texans. This one's a big one. They get Andre Ellington off of waivers from Arizona. Good pickup for them. Broncos are going to start. Paxton Lynch, will it matter? Something we'll be looking at and talking about later on this week. Jay Cutler's still in the concussion protocol, so that means my boy Matt Moore gets the start. Love me some Matt Moore. He's a good friend of mine. And the Hall of Fame semifinalists were announced, and Randy Moss was part of them. A lot of new guys. Way Lewis, this will make me puke. I I, I I will never say I will ever boycott the NFL, but I will tell you right now, I will never go to the NFL Hall of Fame as long as Ray Lewis will get in, period. Now, granted, I don't make my way out to Canton hardly ever, okay? So it's not saying – but if I ever got the opportunity to go to Canton – and Ray Lewis is in it, I'm going to tell you I won't go. And that is not me being in This guy doesn't deserve it. I don't care how great he was. This guy was a miserable human being, okay, literally got away with murder, and we want to put him in the Hall of Fame. I, I really hope whoever those idiots are that are holding the voting cards get their heads out of their behinds and get rid of this guy. And move it on to next year. And this guy, it, it, then and now I'm saying first ballot, second ballot, or third ballot. After that, that's fine. Bring him in there. But don't give this guy that, that first ballot Hall of Fame thing. This guy is a scumbag, and he doesn't deserve to be out in the Hall of Fame in the first place. Never mind first, second, or third ballot out there, especially when you got guys out there who are trying to get in like a Terrell Owens, who, by the way, has never been arrested, who has never done anything wrong. Granted, off the field and all that other stuff, say whatever you want, but that guy is sitting right there with the top numbers right behind the only one that he played with, Jerry Rice. Terrell Owens' numbers are Hall of Fame worthy, and the fact that he didn't get in the first or second time, you know, say whatever you want, and I get the reason why, because they can't get past the personal. So if Wade Lewis gets in on the first ballot and Terrell Owens don't get in the first or second, that may, that tells me there's something going on here. I don't know. I take those ballots away from them. I mean, say whatever you want about Terrell Owens. Okay, that guy's got the numbers to prove that he deserves to be there, unlike a scumbag of which he is, which is Ray Lewis. He was a scumbag, period. Yes, I can say those kind of things. Now, granted, I probably wouldn't be able to say it over there. All right, here we go. Yep, and there I just got notification that there's no show for a Cuervo, and I'm just and got it on the screen. Mrs. Cuervo says no, so she is definitely a little bit higher in the rankings over there at the household than Cuervo is, even though he is the military man. So it is what it is, folks. That's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we covered all of them, enjoyed that, and, you know, had my brother on there, gave him his, you know, wonderful uh, introduction that he deserves. You know, that yeah, I put that together for him. Yeah. That's right. So that's going to do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. As we get set and ready to look at all of them, make sure you enjoy the um, the NFL today over on Red Zone. Wow, Red Eagles varsity basketball kicking up definitely in December, maybe sometime in November. We'll keep you apprised of that. So that's going to do it. For a quarter for four-time and for everybody involved here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, I'm Sonny Clark, the Hardest working man in sports radio. Everybody have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.